everyone, and welcome to the Maiden Vault Podcast and the Song of Ice and Fire reread podcast focused on the female point of view chapters. I'm Court. And I'm Mike. And welcome back. If, if this is your first time listening in, welcome at all. Yeah. Um, it's episode nine. We will be discussing Arya 2 in a Game of Thrones. But before we get into that, I do want to um, take the focus away from Song of Ice and Fire real quick, um, just because I would feel, I don't know, just wouldn't feel right to not address it because we all if you know we're paying attention to current news we all see exactly what's going on specifically in the united states but really all across the globe um and i don't have the right words to say i don't even really know how to say or what to say i just i know that a lot of people feel as though um politics or activism or things of the sort are not really they don't have a place in fandom which i i don't know i kind of feel strange in saying that specifically because of specifically because of the themes that we talk about mm-hmm. um and again um i'm usually one for like oh, i'm not trying to sway anybody but like i mean the fact of the matter is people are hurting people are dying um i am an american i am a black woman first and foremost honestly because that's where i will be no matter where i was but um and to see kind of how things are like shaking down not just even recently but just for a long time, y'all, let's be honest. Um, I'm hurting, and I know a lot of people are hurting, so we don't really want to talk a lot about it. I just I just want people to, to understand that, like, yo, this is this is real. People are not making stuff up. Um, perhaps the methods of everybody you don't agree with, but it doesn't take away from the, the very real fact that Black lives in particular are, they're not as valued. Let's just call it what it is it's just not as valued as every other kind of life on this planet and that is not to say that everybody's life doesn't matter human beings in general matter clearly like but if you're wondering why people are angry just listen try to listen please just because it's it's hurting a lot of people and it's 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 not I mean you you see what's happening it's it's happening to everyone now anybody who kind of has a an opinion in line with change or help or anything like that it's 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 hurting everybody so we um again are gonna get into the episode now thank you guys for listening yeah um, if you're interested yeah um, i'm gonna put some information in the show notes so yeah if you guys want to just check that out um and if you are interested to either just be educated or just to read things because you're interested or if you want to find out ways that you can help check them out they'll be there absolutely yeah and thank you guys. Sorry thank for you. taking away from that, but I felt it on my spirit. So. Yeah, natural life. Yeah, yeah. So now we can get into the nitty gritty of uh, why y'all came here in the first place. So this week is a uh, Arya chapter, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A little scrappy do. Scrappy do's back. Do you think people know what we mean by scrappy do? Like I would we... imagine anyone in our age group who grew up with it you know it's no. funny i feel like that was way before we were even born like we I know, just watch reruns we just watch reruns yeah yeah do people call it reruns anymore because i mean who watches i don't want to say who watches let me stop being like i'm showing myself like <laughs> were you about to say who watches scooby-doo no i was gonna say like who watches like regular tv like who doesn't stream but that's rude because there I mean, are that could plenty still of people be reruns and plenty of people still have yeah cable. yeah plenty of people Big not even cable like there are people probably who don't even have cable right yeah, summertime. <laughs> yeah, summertime. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to talk about Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo, 
People hate Scrappy-Doo, but I like Scrappy-Doo. Anyways, um, we're back with Lil' Arya Stark, you know, Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> who made it down uh, to King's Landing finally and is having a pretty, pretty rough time at this Stark family function, y'all. She is not having a good time. Um, she's feeling a little bit alone. She's isolated among her father's men, Septa Mordain, her sister Sansa. Arya yearns to escape and eat by herself. She just does not want to be there. After a brief appearance by her very work-weary father, more tensions between her and her sister arise, and Arya eventually runs to her room and begins to plot her escape from court. After failed attempts to lure her out of her narrow lock chambers from guards and Septim Ordain, she finally relents when Ned comes to speak with her. Finally having the time to have a heart-to-heart with his spirited child, he asks her to try, for his sake and the sake of the families, to keep a level head, for the danger they find themselves in now will require unity among them. Arya agrees, and days later, after he found her with her smuggled blade needle, Ned makes a peace offering in the form of a swords instructor from Bravo, Sirio Pharrell. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. Interesting chapter. Um, yeah, very much so. It was, it's weird, because it wasn't, it, it was, I think, I feel like it was longer. I don't know, it felt, it, it seemed like it took me longer to read this one than... Cats yeah, one, but yeah. I feel like time-wise, there was way less time. Like, this took a all, this mostly took place in the span of... A few days. A, I mean, you say a few days, but, like, really, like, mostly one evening. And then a an afternoon after. someday. Yeah, yeah, Whereas Cat, I feel like, well, no, I guess it was just like, I mean, it was the days on the boat, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I think we get a lot of Ari's little personality here. Yeah, more than we got... In the first chapter, I'd like to thank. Like but the first Arya chapter. We did, but more so, I don't know, I find it, it... It was more like the other side of Arya that we get in this chapter. What and, do you mean and by, by that? that, I mean, like, not the... Okay, like, we really play around and we call her Scarpadoo or whatever, but, like, this is the more emotional, more reflective, more reserved Arya we get. Because okay. this is her... Usually, Arya's whole entire thing has been, okay, cool. Like, yeah, she keeps some stuff close to the chest, but for the most part, like, she says what she says when she says it. She runs off. She does what she does. But this was her kind of, I think, maybe for the first time in her life, kind of reflecting on the the, the, necess- the necessity of her being a young lady in court mm-hmm. and for her to have to put on airs when she's not feeling up to it. Yeah. And because I think, before, she didn't really Yeah, she didn't really have, have to. to. Do that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. So I don't know how you felt about her this chapter. I just, I don't know. I feel really bad for this kid. Yeah, I feel bad for all the kids involved, really. Like I continue to do and probably will continue to do for the duration of this read. I, I don't know. I kind of want to get into, well, do you have anything to say? Um, I mean, my my reflections of this chapter mm-hmm. are mirror yours pretty closely. Like there are a couple of things and I think we'll get into them where I feel like we don't specifically see eye to eye. Yeah, um, of course. On, on some of the readings. Yeah, but- yeah, yeah. For the most part, it's like watching Arya move through her feelings this chapter mm-hmm. was really great um, in, in the sense that we really got to see her kind of come in to her own. Mind mm-hmm. you, this is only the second Arya chapter we've had an opportunity to read. So only really the second time to get to see Arya. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is from the way that from she her po- feels. From her point of view, and the way yes, that but she you still things, can see... Oh, how not she discounting is how she is to other people yeah. and how other people see her. And yeah. that's why I say it's it's interesting now post the dog the murder. Trident. Yeah, post the, the trident. trident. Yeah. Um, 
I thought we agreed to call them wolves. Yeah, we did agree to call them wolves. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop that. Um, <laughs> I'm just it's just different. real hard because like they really because they're treated pets. them like dogs. They yeah. were pets, yeah. but it's 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 weighing heavily on 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 both of them. And they're, yeah. and they're here. Yeah, and now both of them are sitting at this mm-hmm. dinner. Yep. So we're we're kind of getting to come into the scene. Aria yeah. In this scene, and I I just thought it was really funny. In fact, one of the first notes that I wrote down. Yeah. Was the opening line. Yeah. To this chapter. Go ahead. And it was just, her father had been fighting with the council again. Yep. And if that doesn't set the tone for a Stark chapter, I don't know what does. Um, when we get cat chapters, it's always, hey, I remember River Run. <laughs> um, Arya's chapter is, my dad's real sad and or angry. And she sees a lot of that. Yeah. And I, I think it's very indicative of kind of what this chapter like the parts of this chapter that it goes through mm-hmm. that we get to hear and see more of how Ari is feeling in well, the let's moment talk about that is, is, is a lot of her her sadness well yeah so let's let's talk about like the room that she's mm-hmm. in so yeah. for those of you guys who are reading along or if you're not reading along I always give that caveat yeah, it's just like obviously y'all are listening so it's Man, like I cool hope so, I hope so yeah if you're learning about a Song of Ice and Fire only through these chapters, only through our reading. Yeah, that's God wild. Bless. That's wild. Because <laughs> we, we wild out here. But like, all right. So like the setup is like she's in this hall, which I mean, she describes as the small hall, not the great hall mm-hmm. um, in the Red Keep, of which I had a question. I was just like, oh, well, because I know that his whole entire court resides, I would guess, in the Tower of the Hand. So I don't know if the One small hall is is there or if it's in a bigger part of the castle. Anyway, that's not important. Um, we get the sense that like Ned had joined in a celebration or like just a dinner that was already in progress, right? Yes. So he comes in. She, at this point, has kind of isolated herself, and we'll get into why in a little bit. Um, Arya's kind of sitting alone, but they're all of her father's men. Mm-hmm. There is Septim Ordain, there's Sansa, there's Jane. Everybody's you know doing their dinner thing. Ned comes in late. Food's probably cold. Who knows? Or maybe it's not well, no, cold. I don't know. They said that they had just finished the first course. Okay, so that, they, okay, so they were bringing stuff out. Yeah, soup, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Yo, I'm glad that y'all are eating because people are crazy here." Yeah, and so you're right because again, what does she see? Now she does make a, a uh, an allusion to the fact that this is not an everyday thing. Like they no. don't have dinner with all of these people every single day. For the most part, it's usually just the family. Like it's yeah, just usually just him solar. and his kids. Yeah. Um, and other nights when she's, she's like, when I'm lucky, I don't even have to do that. I can just eat by myself. Mm -hmm. But for some reason they're having all them together. Um, and Ned, Arya notices is clearly upset and he says it out loud, which means that he wants other people to know he's upset, which I mean, he don't really like, and we've talked about this and again, not to get into Ned because this is really not, I mean, we have to get into it's Ned. not about him, but it is about him. But it is you can't relate Arya without relating to Ned. Specifically, not in this chapter. Not, You're not right. Not this chapter. Yeah. But it's interesting because he cannot air his grievances to anybody that is his equal in the council, nor can he air his grievances to the king. But he can come back to his subordinates and to his kids and to you know all of his employees and be like, "Yo, they are so drawling. I cannot stand it. Like I hate being there. I hate these people. They're whack." 
y'all are so lucky you ain't got to deal with this. Like it's, it's his way of, I just thought about it just now. Like it's, I feel like it's kind of his way of still endearing himself to people because he has to feel like some semblance of his normal life still exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just like, look, I need y'all to know that I'm still with y'all. I need y'all to know that like, I don't bang with this stuff and I can't stand it. And like, it's when people are very vocal about a thing that they know other people also are dislike, which there's really no evidence to this point right now that his men dislike it. Because first of all, let's talk about the fact that they got new, new clothes they definitely did. Like they got brand new clothes. We don't know how they got new clothes or I why mean, they got new clothes. Someone but, made them. But I know that. But I'm saying, was that a Ned thing? Was Ned like, hey, I want to deck all my dudes out in new fresh gear? Or was it like a thing where Robert was like, yo, you're down here now. Y'all got to dress according to our customs. Maybe. Either way, they all decked out and they all hyped because the first thing they asked him about was, yo, bro, I heard about this tourney coming up. What's good? What's good? Like, you know what I mean? And he's just like... Not feeling it, not I with really it. Don't like hate it. Anyone's excited like, about this. It's trash. I like don't want it. I don't want it. Like, oh, are you are exactly. you gonna do it? I'm not gonna do it because I don't do it well. But I just think it's funny I do. how much he talks about how he doesn't want things. I mean, hey, he must be in the blood. I don't so. want to. No. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah. So from her point of view, it's just like she's seen this because she's always equated her dad as somebody who's able to kind of get on with people. Right. Yes. And she's just like, yeah, something just, something just ain't sitting right with him. Something is just not cool. Um, and already like, it seems to her that everybody is happy in that room except her and her dad, which is another thing she can kind of connect herself to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause everybody's chilling. There are ribs in there, like garlic, basic buttered ribs. Like there's, like you said, pumpkin soup, they are having the best feast of their lives. They got new threads. There's going to be a tourney. Maybe they can win some money. Mordain is hype because she just like, you know, I'm about to be in the gallery with all the fancy folk. Like, you know, everybody's yeah, happy. Everybody's, everybody's chilling. Happy to be adjacent. Arya's just like, you know who's not happy? Arya, because all y'all sit up here laughing and y'all know some real wild stuff just went down. Y'all know that some injustice just went down and I need to speak about it. But she feels as though she has no place. Mm-hmm. And she's looking at her dad. She's like, you know what? Because she has to connect herself to him. He probably feeling the same way. I know something ain't right about him. He big mad and I'm big mad. What's good with that? To which then we can kind of move into, unless you had something else to no, say no, about no, him that, coming in. No, I don't have anything else. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, we can move on. Cool, cool. I mean, from that point, then it leads into, so obviously he is coming back and he's trying to do his thing where he's like trying to bridge that connect that, at this point, he has to start realizing that he cannot be the same. Like you, I think you said it best once, which it was just like, he does not understand that Ned, the Lord of Winterfell, is not Ned, the Hand of the King. Like, he can't he can't reconcile that they're not the same person, nor could they be. Yeah. So um, they start talking about this tourney. And that leads into, you know, Ned saying, like, we're really not having that. We're not doing that. And Sansa then, because at this point, Arya is just like, because I myself was asking, wait, where's Sansa? But it turns out Sansa's way down the hall. And I can actually can do a direct that. quote. Yeah. I can do a direct quote. And it goes, she was seated between Septim Ordain and Jane Poole, as far from Arya as she could get without drawing a reproach from father. So when Sansa speaks up to say, to ask her father, hey, can you please just let us go? Like, it will really mean a lot to me. And we can get it more into his response mm-hmm. in a second. Arya is in her mind, because again, this is from her point of view. She's just like, you know, she's doing everything in her power to stay far from me. You know what I mean? She must really, really be mad at me. And it just got me to thinking, and we can talk about this if you'd like, um, what their relationship has been like since. So 
I think the and you made a good point, like people experiencing this just strictly from this, which, mm-hmm. you know, hey, that's cool. I'm I'm really honored if if that's the case. Um, but what I do think happens is sometimes we do miss pieces of the story that are key. And um, like we mentioned before, we do intend to do a full read of Ned's chapters in this book just to kind of give a rounded out view. But we first really, really wanted to focus on the female points of views just yeah, because that I think that the, they're the most, most neglected. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's crazy because I always thought that the sentencing of Lady and what happens to Micah after Joffrey attacks them on the Trident mm-hmm. was from one of the girls' point of views. It's not. It's from Ned's point of view, which is why we didn't talk about it. But if you guys do not know, um, re- if you guys remember the last time we talked about Santa and the last time we saw really Santa and Arya, um, Joffrey had um, attacked Micah, who was the butcher's son and Arya's friend. And because of this, they both flee. Arya disarms him. Nymeria, really, Nymeria disarms him. Arya throws his sword in the river. They run off. We don't really get to see what happens to Arya and Micah. We just know that Sansa is left trying to comfort Joffrey, who is very, like, upset and ashamed and just not having it because he's embarrassed. Um, So what ultimately ends up happening is that... uh, Arya is missing for days. Yeah. She's like at gone. least a day and a night. Mm-hmm. She's gone. She's hiding because she's very afraid. She doesn't know what's going to happen to her. She does know that she has hurt the prince because again, these kids know about social class and, and things like that at this age. And she knows that like, that's not a good thing. She also knows that like something bad can happen to her wolf. So her and Amir are hiding. Ned sends men out to go search for Arya because the queen has also sent, and I'm pretty sure like, Again, I have to fact check these things, but I'm pretty, pretty sure it's safe to say that Cersei was the person who sent out Lannister soldiers to go and search because mm-hmm. her son was the, the person that was hurt um, to go and find her as well with nefarious or not. I'm, that's something that way down the line we can discuss because yeah. I have a very specific opinion about this because of something that happens like three books from now. Um, but anyway. We know that all these people are searching for her. The only ones I can say that have good intent are Ned's personal guard. Jory finds her. Jory finds Arya in the woods. And they then, and they talk about it in this chapter that they have to basically throw rocks at mm-hmm. Nymeria to get her to, to leave because yeah. they know that if they catch that wolf or if they bring the wolf back, that the wolf will probably be executed. Oh, I gotta take a breath because it's a lie. Sorry. Yeah, a um, <laughs> fast forward a little bit. They have the kid. They bring her in custody. Cersei screaming about justice being done for her injured son. Robert's kind of being like Robert. indifferent and like, whatever. What do you want me to do? Like, you want me to beat the kid? And she's just like, well, what about your son? Blah, blah, Being petty. That's just hands down, period. Whatever it is, she's petty. But Robert is also being an ineffective king. But we're whatever. Um to which they then bring Sansa into it. And there's just this whole back and forth. Eventually what happens is Cersei's just like, because right, Robert's just like, well, I really don't care about any of this stuff going on. I'm going to discipline my son, as we've said that he would. Mm-hmm. Um, Ned, you need to discipline your kid because it's stupid. Cersei ends up being like, well, this ain't enough for me. You need to murk that dog. Wolf. No, Cersei, I in specific probably was just like that dusty dog. Because you know she petty like that. Like, listen, that's my homie. But like, uh-uh, she be petty. Like, that's just, I'm calling it what it is. She is. Anyway, 
Um, she was just like, you better get it. And like, it hurts your son, blah, 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 blah. And Robert's just like, eh, fine, cool. And they're just like, we can't find it. And he's like, all right, cool, whatever. And then they're just, she's just like, well, it's another one. And then I'm rambling at this point. Ultimately, what happens is to appease Cersei, instead of just being like, shut up, no, which he, as the king can do, never in his life has he ever listened to this woman a day in his life, decides that, yeah, you know what, Ned? It is probably a good idea we got to murk that wolf because it's stupid to have a wolf as a pet. Mm-hmm. Ned, instead of them being like, hey, you know what? I'm a lot of y'all and say, I'm going to do this thing when I don't have to do it, yeah. ends up actually executing the wolf himself. And it's just a lot. So that was a lot of, a lot to say just to get back around to why Ari is feeling very upset. Then on top of that, we're also going to move into something in a, in a minute, mm-hmm. but Micah is also killed. Yes. Because he is not fortunate enough to be like Arya, the son of a Lord. Arya's clearly the daughter of a Lord, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. Micah's like, not Micah the son of not. someone important. Um, So she, she's in a very unique state where she feels both anger at the lack of, of justice done for him and the wolf and for feeling guilt about it herself. Mm-hmm. So that's where we find her. On the, in the meantime, Sansa, in Arya's pers- point of view, is basically blaming her for a ruined day. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's all the way, because we know that Sansa is also dealing with her own hurt and her own pain and her own trauma. But from the outward perspective and the things that she's been saying to Arya have been that the reason she's upset is because it's all Arya's fault that anything bad happened yeah. at all. So they're sitting as far apart as they possibly can before their death. Because again, Ned's whole stance is y'all sisters, y'all should be cool with each other. Y'all should, y'all should y'all fight. Y'all sisters, don't fight. Sansa's just like, look, we want to go to the thing. And Ned's response to that, because if now we're going to talk about like how Ned deals with this rift, because I don't know how much interaction they've actually had. I don't know if they've actually... Like Ned and Sansa? No, Sansa or... and Arya. Like, I don't okay. know at this point because, again, like, they don't... We find out they don't They don't share a room down here. They don't have to interact if they don't really want to, which, I mean, unless they're still having classes from Septimordain. But again, are, are we sure that this is not like summer vacation at, at a certain point? Because we don't know. If that even existed then, mm. because I would imagine that there was they no such thing. Some time they didn't even have weekends, lessons. so... yeah. You know, I don't I don't know what that was like, but they were close to each other in, at sometimes enough because Arya felt as though Jane and Sansa were antagonizing her. But far apart enough for Arya to know that Sansa, when possible, was trying to avoid being in contact with mm-hmm. her because she was upset with her. Yes. And I just I don't know. I, I was just wondering really like what they what their interactions were like on a day-to-day. And again, we could speculate, but we don't really have to. I was just thinking yeah, about it. I don't, I don't think that there's enough credence given to it in, yeah, the, yeah. in the text that yeah, just yeah. goes, hey, here's what it is. Um, you know, Ara pointing out yeah. the distance. And I think that that physical distancing yeah. relating back to the emotional distancing. And I feel yeah. like that's kind of the most weight that they give to it. Yeah. Um, I'm there. So outside of going, maybe it happened. I don't, you know, we don't. We, we don't have any evidence. Arya, Arya never... Never yeah, states no you know, explicitly no. kind of here's how I'm feeling right now because of that and here's what happened in between mm-hmm. just we're coming in and it's this dinner it is and, and that's kind of where we're yeah. we're at yeah. um once you know like you said where Sansa decides to go well like, I want to go to the tourney 
Yeah. Like, and I guess in that, in that sense, the, the only evidence we really do have is that there's, it's a, there's a noticeable change because Ned notices it because Ned's whole thing, Arya explicitly points out the fact that they couldn't sit too far apart or else their dad would be upset. Also, when it comes to Sansa begging her dad to, Hey, can you please let us go? Like, I really just want to see it. This would be great. Like, this is the reason we're down here. Everybody wants to see knights and stuff. And Ned's response is, okay, fine. Like, I really don't want you to go, but you can go. Both of y'all are going to go, though, because he's still trying to do the thing where it's just like, maybe if I put them in the, the room, <laughs> they'll fix each other. together. Exactly. They'll just be nice. It's just like, they'll, no they'll be nice. And it's just like, Sansa then, direct quote, go, well, actually, before Sansa says that, Arya goes, hey, wait, 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 dad, I don't want to go. I have no, like, I have no want to go. Why doesn't she go? Well, she says specifically Joffrey's going to be there. I don't want to be there. I don't mm-hmm. like him. Like, it's just like, I don't want to go and be around these people that are bad news. Like, and I also, I'm not interested. Like, I don't care to see it. Yeah. Um. To which Sansa says, direct quote, it will be a splendid event. You shan't be wanted. And it's just, she's so mad too. And again, little, little, little big sister being salty. Little big sister being salty. I'm not mad at either child here, though. No. I just think it's really sad because what I am a little upset about, because this is what I really want to get into, um, is the way that Ned is dealing with this whole situation. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like bare minimum and then pawning off. Not even the most, but it's just like, all right, cool. I'm going to do this thing. How about y'all sit next to each other for five minutes? Y'all best friends again? Great. And when that doesn't work, what does Ned do? Like they start, they don't even really start arguing. Ned really just doesn't like it. But Ned does get back at Sansa. He goes, hey, you need to, to cut it out. All right. Like, I'm really tired of this. Y'all been fighting this whole time mm-hmm. since we got there. And that's all fine and good. I'm glad that he stepped in and said something to Sansa because it's just like, is it natural for kids to be petty and salty? Yes, it is. Very. It's the most childish thing to do, which is why it's wild when adults do it. But we've talked in length about how adults are just tall children. But what he doesn't do in this instance, in my opinion, is try to be an effective arbiter. Like you cannot expect an 11 year old and a nine year old to fix this rift. You kind of have to be. And his whole thing is, well, Septim Ordain's there. She'll probably take care of it. But it's just like they don't listen to her. They don't respect her, one, as an equal or as somebody they like, because specifically Arya. Arya's just like, I don't like this lady. No, not one bit. And I'm not going to listen to anything she has to say. Literally, the only person of authority there that could make her do anything is Ned. And he's just like, oh, this is too much. So I want to know your thoughts on that, because. I mean, my big problem there is he just, like you said, he pawns pawns this off Uh as, as a thing he doesn't have to do, but. It, it leads me back to to my feelings on Ned about the absentee nature with which he decides to parent uh-huh. and kind of the way that we saw when we see Ned in these situations. And, and so much of it just comes back to he is not equipped and or prepared to be dealing with these things when he feels like he shouldn't have to. Exactly. And so much of this chapter points back to that in 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 another way and like once we we get into it and and and, and we move you know mm-hmm. past the dinner there's there's some stuff that i would like to talk about yeah, yeah. in in regards to why he does this and i think this is the first time that i think i get a very clear from these point of view chapters mm-hmm. a very clear in, indication as to why yeah and i think it's like one of the strongest reasonings behind why he continues to act the way he does because he once get like you said 
at this dinner, that could have been it. He could have been like, hey, you two, my room now. could have been. And we got to talk. Because if they're sitting there, and like you said, Arya's sitting here, and every once in a while they're sitting in his solar and they're having dinners together. They sitting there not talking. Because I feel you like it. You know none it, of them are talking. Yeah, none probably. of them talk. And they all would like to just talk, but they refuse to because mm-hmm. there's this weird coldness, this weird mm-hmm. stern coldness of people of the North. And I don't even know if this is so. Here's the thing. Yes, I do think. Actually, let me not even like try to dismiss what you just said. That is true. I think that Northern people, they do have a culture of being like, let me hold it more in. reserved. But I, I mean, we will see as we move through people of other cultures and families that I just think that that's just a thing in general. And I think that, and I really want to get into it towards the end because I have notes that perfectly tie into something else. But I think more than anything, now I am a person that is critical of Ned Stark in a way that I don't think a lot of people are. I don't hate Ned Stark, but I typically am not like the biggest fan of, well, he is the best example of a man in Westeros and he's done no wrong. And I don't, I don't believe that. I just don't believe that in my heart. But I think this is the first time though reading these chapters, even though it's not even from his point of view, Mm -hmm. that I understand. Because I think about it too, and I think this is something that I love to do, point out differences in the show versus the book, which I really don't love to do it because I kind of feel like they're their own thing. But anyways, um, the thing that I think is solely missing are the age changes. So for me, I think about how young Ned is and I could just only imagine what it would be like somebody in their early 30s being like, I am the dad of like a whole bunch of kids and now I have to deal, like I've never had to because in our culture, I've never really had to directly deal with the parenting of these children and now I'm kind of, not only is he thrust into trying to have to, to worry about these little girls and their squabbles, he also has to deal with like the childishness of his best friend. He has to deal with the swarminess, like the, just these really wormy people that he works mm-hmm. with every single day. Like I get so irritated sometimes and frustrated with having to deal with other humans sometimes just in general. I can only imagine what it's like really truly being in a position of power and also knowing that you really can't enact any kind of change and also knowing that your life is probably also in danger. That's, while trying to also deal with kids like it's, cool, it's a lot but i don't want to explain away the idea that he can't be more impactful and effectful with his daughter can he be though and we'll talk about this later too here's my thing i'm not like, again it's not an excuse in, i w- i don't think that it's effective as far as us in our modern lenses think about things mm-hmm. it's not effective at all it literally is not helping anyone but I also don't think that any of these adults are equipped. Oh, none of them could do it? None of them are emotionally equipped. I think the most equipped one that we've seen so far is Kat. I think Kat is probably the one with the strongest grasp on like reality in like a sane way Mm -hmm. than any of the rest of these broken adults. They are all so, so so messed messed up. up. (laughs) (laughs) Like they are. Okay. So yeah. um, Speaking of that though, but I, I think that it's very important to know that I can look at that with my adult lens. I can look and see that like Ned is so mad stressed out and he just wants to hang out with people that are familiar to him and make him feel like a person because yes, he is important. He's always been, again, he was born noble. He was thrust into the highest of noble under being a king. Now he's the second and second, not in, I was going to say in line, he's not in second line, but he's the second most powerful man in his country Mm -hmm. at the moment. And he's just like, bro, man, I just want to go back to being Ned. Like, I just want to be normal. But for everybody else at that table, he means something so much more. And if we're reading it from Ari's perspective, she's not seeing, oh, my dad's tired from work. She knows something's off. She doesn't quite know how to put her finger mm-hmm. on it. But all she can think about is, well, 
my dad is usually like the coolest person I know, right? He's really like the strongest yeah. person I so know. So what's the deal? Like, yeah. And she just starts thinking about like, you know, in order to cope, because I think part of her, and I think this fits into it too. I think that part of her is angry at her dad, but she cannot, as we see later, she can't ever lay any of her uncomfortability at her father's feet. Yeah, She can lay it at literally everyone else's feet. Like, why is she de- there in the first place? You know what I mean? Why is she there in the first place? She can say she can blame Sansa because, well, Sansa wanted to marry Joffrey, so now we all got to come. Clearly, that's not Sansa's fault, but it's easier to say that than to say, well, my dad thrust us from our home and made this decision. Or even my mom decided with my father that this mm-hmm. was a good idea. Um, all she can think about is like, well, my dad is the best when he's with people that are good people. Because this is how my dad's taught me to. Like, even her describing the the way that dinners usually go at Winterfell, she's just like, yeah, well, my dad, what he usually does is he'll have an empty seat for one person a night. And it'll be all, he'll rotate it and there'll be different people every night. And he will intently listen to people. And I think she strives to kind of emulate that because we see how she is with people that are not necessarily of her her social standing, mm-hmm. but she she tries to make friends with everybody because from a very childlike perspective, her dad is trying to be friends with everybody. She's not seeing the political like importance of him getting to know his men because I mean, hey, if you're not nice to your people, they won't revolt or they won't yeah, take this up. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying that Ned has ill intentions toward his people, mm-hmm. but it's still it's still a very strategic move. He has to know his people because people are more willing to work for and be loyal to a Lord that is kind to them than somebody who's not, unless you're like doing like the whole Tywin extreme, which is actually crazy because I don't even think it's crazy. I think for maybe a lot of his army, sure. But I think those close to him, I actually think Tywin, they're scared of him, but in an all way, I don't think it's anyway. We're not talking about Tywin Lannister. Um, (laughs) Not today. Don't look at me like that. I'm just saying not today. Because like, don't, don't. Yeah. I can't bring that on my spirit. Not today. Um, But I think for her, it's just the basics of, hey, if you're nice to people, they'll be nice to you. Mm-hmm. And I want to be like him and I'm I'm listening to him and yeah. I'm doing all these things. And I think that briefly, I kind of, I think I wrote a note down about, um, and I I really don't think that any of that has anything to, to do with her desire to be less uh, like her mother or less feminine or less like Sansa. Um, because I've seen that happen. Like, oh, well, she strives to be like Ned, then that must mean that she's, you know... More again, more masculine. And there's a lot of people try to kind well, of put that on her, which I think I mean children are typically genderless, yeah. in my opinion. I don't and again, I'm not trying to say that children cannot sway either way, regardless of how they're born. I'm just saying that like kids are typically kids, they do what they kind of do. Like there was even a cute little scene I thought where she, you know, would sit there and she would listen to people's wives and she would scam like scones and cookies off of them because you know that's her thing. Mm-hmm. She's just like, I like the kitchens. That's my whole thing. And like, if people won't give me snacks, you're my friend. Um, but she's just like, yeah, and I would just make up baby names for their kids. And it was just like, oh, that's the cutest thing. But that's it's also like something a cute that... little kid thing. Yeah, it's a cute little kid thing, but that's also something that people usually attribute to little, you little know, girls. to feminine behavior. Yes. Um, so it's just like, you know, it's... I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that anything other than the fact that she sees her dad being kind of really cool. And she just like, that's something she can be proud of and something that she can just try to be a nice person. Yeah, no, very and much so. I don't know. I, I, I think it's funny, but then it also speaks a lot in, as to why she cannot, um, she can't bring herself to see any of the opposite side of that, which is, you know, complicitness, complicitness. And, some of the things that are ailing her right now. So, yes. Um, very true. I don't know. I kind of want to talk about something, but I don't know if you had anything else to add. No, for, for that, I feel like we have other things that we will talk about with Ned. 
yeah. I feel like as we move on. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about why she's up? Like, how, how is she feeling right now? Because clearly, obviously, the happy mood in the room is making her anxious and upset um, because she is, she she's, it seems to her that she's the only person in this room that's really, really affected by yeah. the death how of this boy. come y'all aren't angry yeah. about Micah? Y'all are sitting here, y'all are eating, y'all are laughing, y'all are having fun. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about that then. We learn that, I, I, I spoke earlier about what happened to Lady mm-hmm. in the place of what was supposed to happen. And I say supposed to happen because in quotes, because um to, to Nymeria. But we didn't really talk about what happened to Micah. And she doesn't find out until later. She finds out by way of Jane Poole. And we can talk about this. She finds out by way of Jane Poole that Micah, her friend, was hunted down by Sandra Clegane, Clegane the mm-hmm. hound. That he was killed, that his body was chopped up into pieces, that Sandor put him into a bag, and he thought it would be funny to give the bag to the father. Yeah, to the dad. Of which the dad was like, oh, I thought it was a pig. And mm-hmm. like, Arya did not see this, but the gruesome detail in which Jane gave and delivered this news to her, it messed her up, clearly. It messed me up to hear it. Yeah, it still sent um, her and she, I mean, so much so that she even mentions like she can't even like she can't touch them ribs. The ribs just remind her of people like yeah. meat of meat of human like dead flesh. And she's just like, I can't I can't even eat this food like and nobody's caring about this. Nobody's talking about it. And Jane, you sit over there busting it up with Sansa and y'all don't care. And that got me to thinking about we clearly can see how psychologically messed up it's made Arya. But mm-hmm. like, can we talk about Jane? For a minute, yeah, because we should because I, I feel like the last time we talked about Jane uh-huh. in that Sansa chapter, we asked where Jane was, yeah, because she was not mentioned or present in that chapter at all. Mm-mm. So it's kind of like, hey, where's Jane? Oh, there's Jane. Yeah, which so, is strange that like she makes a new appearance just to be an antagonist to Arya. Mm-hmm. And again, y'all already know how I kind of feel about Jane. I do not. Again, she's a child in a very specific circumstance. It's very hard because you have to hold kids accountable too because how else will they learn? I'm not saying what she's doing is not wrong. Mm-hmm. It is wrong because I I often, because I like to give specifically kids the benefit of the doubt, right? I'm just like, yo, I wonder if she told this because she was concerned, like if she, how she brought this news to Aria. Yeah. Was she being gleeful? Was she being like, you know, was she, or was she really being genuinely, hey, I know you knew this person and and my dad told me that somebody told him that this happened to him and I thought you should know. Or was it just, haha, this happened? Yeah. And I don't know, man. I would hope it's not the latter, but I I don't I don't know. And I and I and I know that again, based on something, and we'll get to it in a minute, that actually not not a minute. Let me pull this direct quote out of here because mm-hmm. we can kind of no. talk about this out of order. Go There's ahead. a direct quote and it, it talks about really Arya's mental state and how she's feeling right now mm-hmm. because of the things that the other children around her are saying to her. Yeah. You know? So when the bar went down and this is this is me just skipping ahead a little bit y'all. I'm so sorry because Arya is I mean going, it's related. Yeah, so <laughs> pause actually. It is it, it is related, but I do want to give some background because I'm kind of skipping. I I said I didn't want to skip, but I'm going to do it. You're looking at me like I'm weird, but it's no, okay. Go ahead. Okay, so after Ned has kind of given his speech, he can't take it anymore. And I'm pretty sure I said this, but if I didn't, my bad. I'm repeating myself. 
He then gets up and he said, I'm not really hungry anymore, guys. I got to go. Because again, he's still dealing with his own stuff that he can't quite. He has nobody that can come and kind of hug Ned mm-hmm. and say, it's going to be all right, buddy. So it's he cool. has to go. So he has to go and kind of collect himself and do his thing. Arya feels entirely alone. She's looking around. She's seeing all these people still chilling, busting up all this stuff. She looks at her place. She's like, because of everything that happened that I just described about, you know, what Jane told her about Micah. She's like, I can't be here no more. So she's just like, I'm leaving. Mordain, our favorite Mordain, comes and is just like, hey, you can't get up. Your plate ain't clean. Because how many children have heard that in their lifetimes? <laughs> and she's just like, I don't care if my plate is clean or not. I'm leaving. Bye. And she's just like, no. And Arya just storms out. She's going. She's going. She comes into contact with Tom. Tom. Who they call affectionately Fat Tom. Fat Tom. Uh, and he's trying to be like, hey, what's good? We'll talk about Tom in a minute. Um, but she kind of does this little move where he tries to catch her. And I don't even know how wide his legs were spread, but she like slides in between his legs. I, mean, I see it like how it happens in every like those Home Alone movies. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin McAllister yeah. is her way past him. Of course, of course. Yeah. And she finally gets to her room and she's like, you know what? I got my own room and it got a bar on it. So I'm going to like lock the door. So can't nobody get in. Nobody. I don't want a, none of them here. How about, pause real quick. How about a kid with a lock on their door? Hmm. Interesting. It's interesting because that was not afforded to a lot of us. Nope. I don't think kids should be without locks on their doors, though. I just think about like the not even just for privacy, but for like the level of danger. As long as you can unlock it from the outside. Unlock it from the outside, and that's what I meant. Like the fact that she could bar herself in. Oh yeah. That that was just wild to me. Like that scenery again, because I I really don't think. And again, I'm not. I told y'all this before. I think I've said it. I'm pretty sure I've said it before. I don't take A Song of Ice and Fire as a historical fiction piece because no. I do not think Westeros is the world. I think of it in a completely different place, but we do have to, I guess, talk about inspirations. And in those times, I I, I feel like Westeros picks and chooses what it it, it, it likes to- Like to, when it adheres to- To, to, to historically like mm-hmm. real world like times. Like my modern sensibility. Because I'm just like- they. Historically speaking, like children were just mini adults. I mean, yeah, they were kids and yeah, they had to like occupy them, but they didn't. Yeah, but they also got no, to drive cars and they also had guns. So what cars? They're horses. Oh, yeah. And they had guns. Oh, They're yeah. swords. Oh, they yeah. They literally yeah. have guns yeah. and cars. Yeah. Children. Horses not. I mean, I guess. It, horses, yeah. their closest approximation to a vehicle. No, no, no. I'm just saying I was going to say it's not as dangerous as letting a kid hold a like drive a car i guess but a kid could fall from a horse and man themselves same thing with a bike yeah no one wants to fall off a horse though you fall off a bike you maybe you get up you can get up from falling off a horse too yeah it's not like they would give them war horses at 10 you're right they had like ponies or whatever appropriate to size i'm just saying like there a are, yearling there are analogs that, that of exists. course there are i'm not i'm not saying that there aren't i'm just saying Back on topic, if they treat them like little adults, it's not so strange to me that she has a lock on her door. Yeah, no, not against it either. But they all then run after her like you would a modern child. So mm-hmm. again, Arya comes in her room yeah, and direct book. quote goes, when the bar went down, Arya finally felt safe enough to cry. She went to the window seat and sat there, sniffling, hating them all and herself most of all. It was all her fault. Everything bad that had happened. Sansa said so, and Jane too. 
and a lot to unpack there. The fact that, mm-hmm. again, if we're to continue down the path of Arya, basically idolizes Ned. If she sees him be stoic in the way that he is, and again, it could be a cultural thing. Of course, she's not gonna. She's gonna think that it it unseemly for her to cry in front of people. Yeah. I would just guess that most of these people are emotionally repressed, but like she probably been taught that it's not ladylike or it's not brave or it's mm-hmm. not any of those things. Any of those things that she holds dear or doesn't hold dear, but is still being taught. It is not appropriate for her to cry. Yeah. And it's that whole like suffering silence thing. Yeah. So she has to go back to a place where she's safe enough and alone to cry. She locks that door. But then she starts to say, hey, you know why I'm really mad? Because it's my fault and I let it happen. And it's my fault. And to double down on that, Sansa tells me it's my fault. Jane, Jane told me it's my, my fault. fault. And and I want to talk about that. I, I would t- want to talk about Jane because I just wonder what who told her about what happened. And she had to have known prior to Sansa knowing. And she had to have told Sansa, correct? Yeah, you would think. Did Sansa <sighs> know? Sansa definitely knew before. Jane told Arya. Yeah. Or Jane had to be present when Sansa was told. Well, who would tell Sansa? Septa Mordain. Why would Mordain tell Sansa and not Arya? I'm shrugging because there are a million reasons why not. Maybe yeah. she just wasn't there. She wasn't present. So either way, what we have is Jane again doing the thing where she's like, I have to endear myself to Sansa and I have to be the one to kind of... Mm-hmm tell Arya that hey this is a thing that happened because you ruined Sansa's day and this is one of those instances in which I kind of didn't agree with you the last time but I think I agree now that Sansa probably in this instance because she's probably really really upset Mm -hmm. probably wanted to say these things herself but implored Jane to say them for her do you think that that's possible anything's possible um (laughs) But in, in, in this particular instance where it's like, I don't want to be just prescribing uh, an antagonistic natures to kids for the sake of doing it, this one definitely feels a lot more focused mm-hmm. in, in, it, in its vehemence. Oh, where definitely, yeah. Sansa, Sansa is hurting. Mm-hmm. And what do hurt kids do? They hurt other kids. They hurt other kids. And and in this instance, she doesn't really have anyone else to lash out at. Sansa can't go to her dad and be like, I can't believe you killed Lady. Nope. She could never say that. Nope. That's just not in the so cards for her. She's the same as so Arya in that. she has to talk to Jane. And she has she to can't be, be like, mad at Joffrey either. I want to be so angry at these people who are not helping me. And her whole thing is now, hey, guess what? Arya sucks. And it would be great if someone could deal with it. And just like... This will be the part where this is me editorializing, but just like any other mafioso, the soldier hears what the boss says <laughs> and they go out and they enact it. So, yeah. And I mean, that's what I'm saying. I just feel like it had to be that. And again, I agree with you. Sansa is just as hurt as Arya in this moment. Like I, I said before, like literally that wolf was a part of her spirit, in my opinion. And they literally ripped that from her. So she got yeah. reason to be mad. Um, I just don't. It's clearly misdirected, though. It's very misdirected. She has nowhere else to direct that anger. And even if, like, she indirectly did what she did with Jane, or even if she didn't, Arya is saying here that directly Sansa is telling her that things are her fault. So, so wait, I have 
I have a quick aside that I'd like to take. Yeah. Um, I have a real quick question. I I just want to make sure that you didn't have anything else that you wanted to cover with Jane. With Jane, no. Okay. Um, real quick. Yeah. Because we get a chance and an opportunity to see Sansa here with a friend of hers, right? Uh-huh. Sansa comes down with someone of a like age and of mm-hmm. a like mind with her. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see that for Arya. Like, Arya didn't get a friend of the court that was around her age. I can't remember if they ever say if like Beth Cassell is closer in age to her, but like she doesn't come down with anyone. So I kind of wonder why it's not called out or maybe like here is not even the best opportunity to do it. But like, I wonder why she's like not hanging out with Marcella. They're a year apart. And what doesn't make them I'm not saying, hey, they're the same. No, 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 no. no. I'm laughing because I have like two answers for you. Well, like it's which, funny because you know I love talking about. No, I know you like do, that, so. and, and that's why I said like I'm I'm almost remiss to even bring it up. But I think it's almost it's it's unfair to to not give credence to kind of like some of the feelings that Ari's having and and like her her aloneness here in this moment. And I wonder if like if she had someone else to bounce this off of, would it be a little bit different? So I asked. So two I got it. You yeah. asked like three questions really, but to answer your first question. Why didn't she bring somebody down with her? I think it's simple. Like, she didn't have anybody at Winterfell that was really her homie except for, like, John. And yeah. we know that wasn't happening. Yeah, come. And she does mention several times that she really, really misses her brother. Which, not to go aside of your side, I just thought it was really cute that she mentions Rob so many times in this chapter. And, like, we normally are, like, kind of primed to really place importance on the John Arya dynamic and relationship Mm -hmm. but here she's really talking about rob and like how much she really kind of looks up to him too and it's just i mean she says straight up she does like she misses her whole family but she specifically calls out rob like she calls out rob like as kind of a model for how to behave for Mm -hmm. herself and it's just like well you know oh i remember dad telling rob these things and rob was listening so i was doing it too so she, she probably follows after rob the same way she follows after john the difference there being is that rob isn't an outsider like she views john yeah herself um, she kind of views him in the same way. I think she, and we can talk about this a little later, but the, the way she kind of really views Sansa. Like, let's be honest, like Sansa's mad at her right now, but Arya really wishes she wasn't. Yeah, she kind of pines um, for the time. She really does. Um, But to answer your second question, which was why is she then not hanging out with Marcella? Marcella? Yes. I mean, I think it's a simple, again, what did I say? Cersei is what? Petty. Petty. She's and again, this is not even Cersei hate. I swear it's not. I swear it's, it's not. I don't think petty? it's even possible for me. No, she is really okay. Do I think it from her point of view? Because again, we we're not gonna get that for literal years. Um, let me d- not just break it down to she's petty because it. You have the child that your child is telling you is responsible for his injury. Mm-hmm. You have the child that, when confronted with this, begins to lash out in rage clearly doesn't want nothing to do with your kids it's 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 twofold so just off off of the interactions that we've seen mm-hmm. with Arya and Cersei and any kind of like capacity being around each other like she's like this little girl's wild she's crazy I don't want my kid around that probably also she's big mad at Stark she don't want her kid to she don't want her kids to interact with them then also we know people who have read this series before Cersei is strict she's sick and strict is that a word stricken struck struck <laughs> struck stricken I, I'm so terrible with trying to 
just articulate things sometimes, guys. I am so sorry. But the woman is paranoid like ain't nobody's business when it comes to her kids, mm-hmm. yeah. which so, makes a lot of sense, honestly. And again, that is way down the line. I will bring my personal opinions on that. But she is really not in the business. And I said this before when we were kind of talking about how we really don't think that Joff or Marcella or Tommen have ever really been into any kind of close contact with other children because I think she just keeps them so close to the chest. So it's not petty, it's protective. She's still petty though. Okay. okay. I mean, oh, in this instance, maybe it's protective. It's mostly protective. She didn't have to go that extra mile. She could have just chilled out. But here's my thing. And when we read that chapter from this point of view, I will give my entire feelings on this. It was petty because I don't like I'm upset on Sansa's behalf. I'm upset Mm -hmm. on Arya's behalf. She didn't have to go that hard. But at the same time, Cersei was not thinking about them kids. She was thinking about Robert and his trash self. And she was thinking about Ned and him. She didn't. She was mad at them. And she was mad on Joffrey's behalf as well. Okay. And again, what did we say? We've said it several times in this entire chapter. Hurt people hurt people. All of this is happening because all these hurt adults are so hurt and they want to hurt the other adults. And if they can't hurt the other adults, specifically a woman who cannot Mm -hmm. hurt other men, what does she do? She lashes out at children, which is not good. It's not good in any way. But this is what happens. And Sansa at this point cannot be mad at Cersei Mm -hmm. because she still needs that. Yeah. Pleasantries. Must so be she's observed. gonna be mad at her sister. It's yeah. a mess, y'all. It's really a mess. Is. But okay. yeah, I, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean, mean for that yeah. to, to take it so far away. Yeah. But I felt like it was kind of important to give a little bit of context around, or or, or or like better context around why she would be feeling this way, and maybe some of that. Oh, sorry, I didn't answer that either. Existing there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know if it, I think it would be possible. Maybe if she had another companion, and I, you know, what? actually, yes, I I think it would be possible because I just said I think that if Sansa were not angry with her. Arya, if Sansa came to her and said, you know what, I was upset, but I really want to talk to you and I really want to be around you and let's let's do do a thing together. Arya would welcome it. Arya would welcome it with open arms. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. Like, she might not want to do everything she wants to do, but at this point, she really just don't want her sister to be mad at her. That's little sister behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's just like, hey, I don't want to. Sansa is just, Sansa is terrified. Of, of rocking the boat any further because she really start because the same way Arya's feeling like all oh, this is her fault mm-hmm. because she asked Micah to participate in these things Sansa's feeling like this is all her fault as well because she was unable to kind of convince Arya to do things the way that she's been taught to do things yes and she's also like well Joffrey's now upset and maybe if I was more successful in in honing Arya which again it's not her fault these are all children it's not her fault but Sansa's really not ready to, to to do that, but I think that if she were, uh, Arya would be. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for letting me move through that, and thank you for answering my question. Of course. Of course. So you want to move into uh, to other things? Because right now, little Arya's upset, and she's saying how she hates little everybody. She's just like, I ain't with it. She's yeah. packing her bags. She's packing her bags. She's ready to she go. She said, I need my sword. I need my good shoes. And my good boots. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to steal all the snacks. And I'm going to make a run for it. And you know what? By the time I get to the Riverlands, Namir is going to be waiting for me. And we're going to hightail it back home. And if we don't stop at home, forget home, actually, because they don't like me there. No way. I'm going straight to the wall. And I'm going to chill with John. And that's just going to be that. And she had the whole thing. I said, she really... Oh, the memories <laughs> of, of being a child and just being like, I know exactly... Like, like you got five dollars in your pocket. You think you can buy like a ticket to somewhere? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you and going? You can, and you can go. Where are you going? Nowhere. Nowhere. But again, 
she thought it. She was just like, hey, I'm ready to go. Um, but I thought what was interesting is because she really, in this moment, feels very isolated. She feels very alone. She feels like nobody cares. But in secession, several people come to check on her, which I think is funny. And again, it might not have been the care or the response or the or or what she wanted in that moment. But several people were concerned about her well-being mm-hmm. in that in that moment. Like, yeah. you know, obviously Tom knocks on the door. Um, I can't remember. Does Jory knock on the door as well? I can't remember. No, it's yeah, Tom. It's just Tom. Then it's, and then, Septa. yeah, Septa Mordain comes, which y'all going to be shocked. How about this? Y'all going to be super shocked. Uh, I feel like Mordain did her job today. And I was really proud of her. Like, obviously, she was still trying to do, like, the hustle come up where she was just like, yeah, Lord Stark, let us go to the thing because everybody going to be there. She was so excited. She did not care about the tension at all. She just wanted them very, very, very exclusive seats. Mm-hmm. She didn't care. Um, she really did tell Arya. And here's the thing. I can't get mad at her for someone to eat her food. That's what you like. Kids don't be wanting to eat their food. So Please eat you have food. to do it. And that's what she kind of came back. And, you know, she does come in and she starts her whole thing. Well, you better open this door. I'm going to tell your dad. And Arya just like, go tell him. And I don't care. And she getting big mad. But really what she came to do was to make sure the kid was cool and that, you know, she ate her food because if you don't eat, little girl, you don't live. And I need you to, I need you to eat. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure you're OK. You know, like clearly seven more day has her way of doing things, but I don't think it came from a place of malice. I, I think it's cool, but I also think that all of, all of those inquiries into Ari's well-being lend itself to a question we had earlier about Ned and like why he is able to kind of be so distant. And it's because there's almost this, this community, this tribe around raising these children that it's not just on one person. It's not just on two people to raise these children. It's literally a village Mm -hmm. raising these children and he feels safe with these people and with his children's lives in their hands. He feels safe enough that he can kind of remove himself from these things. And yes, of course, it would still be nice for him to have more direct contact and more direct input into his daughter's lives, but specifically the culture around which they are in right now. And they they have the means and the privilege of which to have these people in their employ that actually are loyal and do care for them, which is actually interesting enough when you're talking about Cersei. I think even though they have the wealth and they have the power and the position, mm-hmm. she's not a stupid woman. She knows that most of those people are there and they're bought. They're not as loyal as Stark's men would be. Yeah. So I don't think that she truly trusts anybody with her children beyond herself. That makes um, sense. Yeah. And I think that it's very interesting because you see that these, these kids are loved. The Stark children. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And they, they're very loved and... Ned knows that it's 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 cool for him to kind of to kind of do that. Um, I know you wanted to make a point about yeah because the, I, the I, people that the kids are surrounded with as well. So Arya gets an opportunity to kind of see Ned speak through his vision of being near his his people. Right? Yeah, we talked about that earlier. And, yeah. and just in speaking about that, he you know she rattles off a, a list of people that get an op- gets an opportunity to sit mm-hmm. at the you know table of honor with him and, and mm-hmm. kind of you know shoot shoot you know yeah the shot and be yeah. like hey uh, i want to talk to you about this like hey i'll talk to you about the horses and i'll talk to you oh, about Holland. yeah helen loves his horses and dory's like yo i'm gonna talk to you about these sort and you know yeah, yeah. micken talks about his blades yeah but like i think it's very interesting that he also makes space for old nan to yeah. sit with him as as well uh-huh. and it's something Arya calls out and you know in our effort to call out any opportunities and any ch- chances where there are other women mm-hmm. Um, who are introduced in this series, mm-hmm. like th- through her lens, I-, I wonder how it is that she even sees Old Nan. Cause we get a little hmm. bit of that perspective 
with Bran because there's a lot of interaction there and yeah. him talking with her and like, yeah. ah, I hate your stories. They're like, well, you keep asking for him, little Lord. And, but like <laughs> with Arya, I really wonder what it is that she sees in Old Nan. And and I kind of wonder in this space mm-hmm. how Ned feels about Old Nan because she's been there forever. Like she's been oh, there for a minute at least. And we have time. talked I about mean, it before. She, she was there when Ned and them were kids. So so she's been there. Yeah. So it's like he has in places a key level of value on on Nan and, and absolutely has, you know, this impeccable level of trust in her to have her around his children. I told you, not just in him, such but a way, too. but all of them. So I don't know. I thought it was just really interesting that she also calls her out as well and kind of sees yeah. these interactions as, as very important kinds of interactions. Yeah. In the way that her father sees them yeah. as well. Um, we think yeah. it's funny because like she calls it out and she says even old man, which means it's just like it's not normal for a high mm-hmm. lord to be having these conversations with this old woman. Yeah. But he does. But he does. And there's a reference there. I, I think it's akin to like it's weird because it's that weird relationship of I am your servant, essentially. Mm-hmm. But also I've raised you. I and care it's, for you. It's, 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 it's very strange. He cares for her. It's like having your grandmom. Because think about it, none of these kids have grandparents. Hoster's alive, but I don't even know if she's ever yeah, met them. Whenever they ever hung out, at yeah, they run. they definitely don't have grandmothers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Ned. So Nana's, Ned probably looks at her like a grandmom for real, for real, because yeah. she's probably older than his parents were. So yeah, I think I think that's probably how they see her, probably like a an old grandma. But again, there's also still that weird thing of I know that you work for my family. Like it's, I don't want to bring it there, but it's it's very reminiscent of antebellum days and 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 how that went which yeah you know like it you you have people who are in very close quarters to you but you're told that you cannot see them as people it's mm-hmm. very strange how how does a human brain reconcile that it, in in a lot of cases it can't which is why it's so ridiculous that we think about it now with our modern lenses it's just like we have to i have to look at it like yeah they would think of old nan as a part of the family because mm-hmm. like that's what it is. But there also was another level that we also have to address. Like she was, but she wasn't. Yeah. She was always yeah. othered there. Not even othered because there were more of them than there were of the nobility. But it just it's just a it's just a strange thing. I mean, it's 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 you owe your livelihood to us. It's it's you know, what is a better example? What? Theon. Theon's like that cousin down the yeah. street, right? Theon's their brother. Theon is that, but Theon's also not. Yeah, Theon is now, not. Now, for Arya, he is because Arya does not understand the circumstances in which he's there. Mm-hmm. But everybody else knows what's going on. No, I think you know? I think that's a very fair appraisal. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's all. I just I just want to put out, point out old old Nan because yeah. I, I, I feel like she doesn't get enough talking about. Up. And we're going to always point out old Nan and because old Nan is dope. Old Nan. I love um, old Nan. She's great. Um, yeah, so they all start knocking. Mordain does her job today, which mm-hmm. is great. She does probably go and tell Ned. So Ned comes finally. And Arya at this point has pulled Needle out and she is brooding on, by the window in her favorite Jon Snow-like imitation. And she's sitting there. She's just like, how can I escape? How long is it going to take me to get Nymeria? How long is it going to take us to get to the wall? Because we join it up. Mm-hmm. And Ned knocks on the door and he's like, hey, man, can I, come on, Arya, open the door, please. Open the door. <laughs> that talk. And I thought, you know... Because I ain't going to hold you. I'm probably going to spend the next 15 minutes railing on him. But he starts off the conversation very well. You know, he he is very tempered. He does not yell at her. Mm-hmm. 
He asks her questions. He talks to her like she is a person. He's not just going off being like, what are you doing? Why are you mad? Blah, 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 blah. And again, it's very important to know that he tired, man. Like this boy, like he has a very stressful job. And he just went, he probably had a, a migraine. He probably went back to his room. He was mm-hmm. trying to sleep. And he, again, because he trusted these people to be taking care of his kids. He was like, I can get some rest because I know I have to wake up mad early tomorrow to do Robert's job and my job and other people's jobs because they're all incompetent, in his opinion. Well, we can decide yeah. whether or not we think that or not, which I mean, I, I, anyway. Mordain knocks on the door and interrupts his whole Zen state and he has to get up and he, he has, has to, to go and be dad. He got to put his dad hat on and he, he comes in and it's just like, hey, I just want you to talk to me. What is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing this? Also, where did you get that? Where did you get that blade, man? I know, give it to me. And Ari's dead scared. She's just like, please don't take it. Like she was scared that he would like take it and she would never have it again. And that's it. And he comes to her and he's talking to her. And it was great until he starts asking her more about the blade. And first of all, big ups to Arya because she was not going to snitch on John. Yeah. He was like, look, I know Micken did this. Who made this for you? She was just like, mm. who that? I'm Micken. Who? I don't know. I just know I got it. I got it. And he was like, you know what? Fine. She, because she didn't. She just looks at him like, you know, kids do. And she's like, I'm not saying anything. But I know I'm, I'm I'd rather look at you guilty than than lie. And he's just like, listen, I guess it really doesn't matter. But like, I have to let you know. And there's a direct quote. And this is when I think it turned because I was very proud of him. Mm-hmm. He came and he talked to her level headed. He gave her room to speak. He was not upset. But then he yeah. says something like this. He goes, this is no toy for children, least of all for a girl. What would Septimore Dane say if she knew you were playing with swords? Y'all can't see my face right now. It's all scrunched up. Yeah, it's but scrunched like, up. Like, girl, why would, why would she ever, one, two, why would, like, if I'm Ari, I'm going, why do Septimore Dane care anyway? She wouldn't care. She don't care about cool stuff. If I'm Arya. If you're Arya, but also if you're Ned, why don't you know that Arya don't even like of all the people you could say would be disappointed at her, Septimore Mordain would be the least. Yeah. <laughs> she on. would not care. Like she as an Arya would not care. No, not at all. Not one bit. She'd be like, and but also just the idea that, okay, and I have to point this out because this is the entire point of why we're doing this. Just because Ned is thoughtful does not make Ned progressive or a feminist. I would I just have to put that out there because it's just like Ari is cool until she takes it a step too far in his eyes. He's just like, yo, and, and we'll get into why because I have a lot of feelings on the why mm-hmm. he probably majority feels this way, but also he is a product of his environment. Yes. Very in his so. environment, little girls do not play with swords. He doesn't say because you're too young. I mean actually no, he says it's no toy for children. But he says least, least of, of all, all for girls. So he's and it's just crazy because it's just like he might have been a little miffed if he, if he saw like Bran playing with the sword, mm-hmm. right? But he wouldn't have threatened to snap it over his knee, for example. No. Of which he does. He says, hey, if you keep acting out a lot, listen, you shouldn't even have this in the first place. I'm about to snap this. Mm-hmm. And she goes, look, bruv, you can't snap needle no way because it's that thing. And he's just like, you done named it? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's really just beside himself. And he can't for the life of him imagine why his nine-year-old daughter is like really into this thing mm-hmm. and is taking it as seriously as she's probably watched him. I mean, Ned literally walks around with a giant sword 
with a name ice like why wouldn't his kid who idolizes him who watches everything he does want to have something and then name the sword it's it's like that thing where a parent finds out about a kid having some version of contraband in their home Uh and he's just like i don't know how you have this or why you have this but like it shouldn't be here and it shouldn't be like this the 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 bigger question to beg is why why wasn't this found sooner she really just packed that thing underneath all her clothes and not a single person looked for it i mean it. they have like security checks it's not like they had you know what i mean yeah I got how it. was they gonna do a metal detector i don't know but like <laughs> at some point somebody should have seen her with needle right? i think this might have been the first time she pulled it out that's that's the impression i'm getting really? the impression oh, i'm getting like is that she there. had it for safekeeping okay. and that she finally went in her because it says she started pulling all the silk then and that stuff makes out. a lot of sense yeah. it also was wild that she didn't feel like she was gonna get in trouble for having it out because like me the kid she the was kid big mad me, but i'm saying like the kid in me is like oh no i have something i'm not supposed to my parent is coming let me, let hide, me it. hide it yeah she's just like no i have it and it's out and it's needle oh um, did we not say she has cat energy no we definitely did and that's why i'm saying i think it's very interesting that <laughs> also just, she just like maybe this will help me or maybe he won't see it actually no i think she does bring an allusion to the fact that she forgot that she had it in her hand yeah. like she was just so upset she, she so forgot she had it in her hand yeah. um but yeah, and he just keeps going in on it. And I'm just like, it's fine to to be like, yeah, Ned Stark is a paragon for, I don't know, honor and, and all that good stuff. But progressive, I don't think he is. My personal opinion. I think that he is, and I'll, again, I will talk about why in a second. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he just, he really told her that he was going to bring her sword. He also told her that, like, she needs to chill out on, like, hating on Septim Ordain because, like, she's just trying to do her job. She's a good woman, and she's tasked with the impossible task of make, turning you into a lady. Yeah. And it's just, again, it's those things that she still harbors. Because, first of all, it's hard enough hearing it from her mom. But now she's Because she it feels from, it like, she feels Ned. like, oh, Kat really feels this way. But now she's hearing it from her dad. And she's just like, this is too much. Like, like why are you too? Why is it impossible? What do you mean impossible? She's literally dying. Like, you... <laughs> And it's just like, you're not, you're not doing girl right. You're not doing girl right. Okay. You need to be a better girl. Yeah, Why can't you just be like, and, and you can't say be like Sansa because then that'll yeah. just. So that's what he wants to say. That'll but... just go off. And it's just, I don't know, man. I don't want to take up any more time talking about it. But like, yeah, it's just very interesting because the point I wanted to make before I got so also aggressively riled up was that he is trying, but is that enough? And also, can he ever, given the fact that he suffers from some insane amount of PTSD, I don't know if it's fair for me to judge him again by my modern lens of, of how he chooses to parent, because he clearly does not know the correct things to say, but he's a human. So maybe I should give him some slack. I just really did like that. He really was like, you're bad at being a girl and I'm going to stab your toy and mm-hmm. it's impossible to teach you anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Okay. I know you had something to say. No, definitely. I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. in 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 thinking about his effectiveness, yeah, as as a parent, he yeah. he kind of goes on to continue to 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 speak to Arya uh-huh. at length about, well, here's why, like, here, like you're doing these things, and it's like, yo, I don't, I don't get it, but you know, what? I I do get it, mm-hmm. and he said very clearly, mm-hmm. uh, Arya, you have a wildness in you, child, the wolf blood, my father used to call it. Liana had a touch of it, and my brother Brandon more than a touch. It brought them both to an early grave. Yep. And that's, I, I, I think that we finally, 
are get, we're getting to the heart of what Ned's deal is. And, yep. and that's what I'm saying. Like earlier, I alluded to like, hey, we find out what Ned's deal is. Like, here's yep. his baggage. Here's his cornerstone. I mean, we it's, knew that from the time he was standing we, in that window. We knew that when he stood naked and cried in that window. But we did not is, know it in relation to Arya. No. And now we very clearly see the analogs he draws between his sister, his brother. Mm-hmm. Funny that he doesn't mention his father here. He does. He doesn't he mention him by the, name. He doesn't mention him by name. But, but I it's think, funny. Because, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, like, I think it's funny that he just doesn't go, like, my father X. My sister that would X, be weird. My, I, like, I, when I, you talk about, you usually don't talk about your mom or your dad in a way that you mention their name. I do. Not when you say, hey, I talk, you don't say, hey, I talked to my mom blank. You say, I talked to my mom. No, I just say, I talked to X. They're still different. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, I, I think it's really telling here that we get to see a, a small and he only lets it out a little bit. And it always happens like this. It happens in a wave where he's just like, well, what about my trauma? And then he just he real, he reels it back in real quick. And he's just like, I don't you don't get it. And I can't I can't bear to lose you to like I lost them. Of course. And again. So what is this? Again, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurting people. And again, like I said, I'm trying to I really think that this is the chapter that I'm just like, all right, well, I'm giving him. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because I'm usually just like, all right, whatever. But we gotta, we gotta talk about Liana for real. For yeah, real. like there, that's what we gotta no talk about Liana because, because there's like, too many. Yeah, there, there, there's just a lot to say, and I just, um, he looks at Arya, he sees her every day, and he don't even tell her these things. Nobody talks to these kids about it, like mm-hmm. she, because again, like you said, it's it's that thing where like. We saw in the cat chapter, he talks about Brandon and in regard and he turns away so he can cry because he don't want anybody else to see him cry, which we know yeah. why he's now talking about. And we're going to see this in book two. Adults, not even a book two. We'll see it all throughout the books. But something very, very clear that's coming to my mind is in Blackwater when Cersei's just going off and telling her whole life story to Santa. Oh, and it's just yeah. like, <laughs> oh man, it's like, and it's like, these are, sis, I did not even ask. Nobody you. asked, but again, because Westeros does not have therapists, <laughs> these adult people. No, I was just thinking the the better analog is Ned's going in about this, and he's just staring off into the middle distance, and Arya's like, "Excuse me, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Why are you doing this?" But that's basically but that's it. what it is. And like, it's just, just like all. because he doesn't have anybody else to talk to, and mm-hmm. again. Like I said, because of the class distinctions, yes. none of these people are his friend. His only friend is now, one, a higher rank than him. Mm-hmm. And he can't really even be honest with him. And two, don't want no parts. Don't want to hear it because he also drowned his own sorrows in drink and women and not talking to people and being salty. And it's yeah. just, it's a mess. And they're also, what does Ned do? It's supposed to be about Arya, but it turns into him. And he's thinking about these things that, let's be honest, this is the first time he's... Or I say first time, we don't know because George didn't give us this information. I'm sorry. Um, But I really don't know how often he's been back to this place Mm -hmm. since his brother... Since he saw Jamie sitting on that chair and they brought them babies wrapped up in crimson cloaks and he said, I can't do this no more. This man, this is not a happy place for him. And it's probably been the first time he's ever been in this space. And it's bringing all back all kinds of stuff. And he's always probably had this, um, this, this, this thing about seeing Liana when he sees Arya. And I'm going to get into that because it's just, 
it's it's hard. And I'm glad you brought up the point where it's just like, I can't lose y'all too, which Mm -hmm. yes, I think it is internalized that yo girls just aren't supposed to play with swords. But I think also because he brings up at a certain point that, yeah, my dad would have let Liana train with the sword, but like, or Liana would have trained with a sword if my dad had let her, which it gives us the information that Rickard was not about that life. He Mm -hmm. was not about to do none of that. He was like, no, you are a girl. This is what you do. But, and this is just me piecing things together in Ned's mind. The reason that he does what he does towards the end of the chapter is because he wants to kind of stave off some of that, because here's the thing we know from everything we've heard about Liana thus far, or even later, whatever it Mm -hmm. is that we're we're, Mm -hmm. going to know. Liana was 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 more in temperament to to Arya than the songs like to sing about. You know what I'm saying? Like she was she was adventurous and she liked to ride horses and she liked to fight people and she liked to go out and do all these things um, that are appealing to Arya. But they tried to do the thing that they're trying to do to Arya now, which is mm-hmm. turn her into a little lady. So if y'all don't know, and I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this before, but Liana at around, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 was betrothed to Robert Baratheon, who is now the king, Ned's best friend. And during the um, the tourney, things kind of went haywire. Yeah. But the, the gist of the story is Liana had told Rickard that she wasn't really interested in this. Rickard really wasn't trying to hear it because he had all kinds of ambitions for his children to be married to Southern houses, just because that's how he wanted to become a part. He wanted the North to become a part yeah. of a fold with marriage alliances. Um, she then goes to her brother and says, Ned, I don't want to do this. Can you help mm-hmm. me? Ned is not trying to hear it. Ned does not listen to his sister because she says, I've heard about the 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 way he is with women. I've heard about the fact that he has children out of wedlock and, and, and his, his interaction with or lack thereof. I've heard about his temperament. I've heard about all these things. I don't, he's not going to change. This is not something I want from me. I cannot, I don't feel comfortable being going married to this person. And Ned's whole thing is like, well, he's like my brother. He's cool, Liana. Just chill out. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. So like Ned gives her no quarter gun. Like he he doesn't really have because to him, he doesn't know what, what the big fuss is about. Like N- Robert is a great guy. Why would you be upset about that? Also, would I would you would I tell you this? Like, I'm telling you, he's great. But she doesn't see it from the perspective of a woman or he doesn't see it from the perspective of a woman. He doesn't see it from the perspective of his sister. What she's trying to tell him that she finds important. He does not find important. He finds his fun loving joke having or joke, joke telling like just boisterous best friend. He's not seeing what it would be like for him to be one of the women that I'm sure Ned has been around him, but Ned, because he's male, is not thinking about all that. Mm-hmm. So then what okay. happens? She goes to a tourney. First of all, let's talk about the Aria things that she does at this tourney, right? She sees somebody, Helen Reed, being harassed by people. She steps in because that's not right. She says something about it. She attempts to fight these people, scares them off. She brings her brothers. She brings all of them. It's just like, look, y'all ain't going to do that because it's our homie. And homie, look, we don't really know you like that, but you're going to chill with us because you you ride with us now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's Leon's personality. She will make friends with people. She was out there. She was doing her thing. Second thing, what does she do? She steals somebody's armor and she enters herself into a tourney and starts to ride against grown men. Yeah, she sure does. <laughs> like, she does these things. And when Ned sees this same kind of spirit, the same kind of behavior in Arya... I think his first instinct is to kind of be like, oh, this is cool. You know what I mean? This is cool. Like, you remind me a liar. But then the other side of that sets in, the fear, right? Because right after that, what what happened to Liana? 
we can argue about all kinds of stuff and people can get upset. I know they're going to get upset about my feelings about what happened between her and Rhaegar. I mean, the truth of the matter is we don't know. I don't want to say it's a kidnapping. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to say like, that's what I'm saying. I don't, here's my thing. I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I do not think that it was a romance, but I also do not think that it was like a, 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 a like real covert, like crazy abduction. I think that what happened was, again, we talk about, we talk about intent. We talk about, the way in which actions are carried out, like we talked about with Drogo and Danny. Mm-hmm. So I think it was easy for 23, 24-year-old Rhaegar, right? To come and talk to 14, 15, 16. I think she's about 15. Let's just call her 15-year-old Liana and say, hey, one, I know it was you that did this thing. And that's kind of cool. And that will appeal to her better nature because she's just like, oh, you think it's cool that I wrote in there? You're not like mm-hmm. You're not thrown off. That, yeah. yeah. And also he gives her options that will then escape her from having to be anything associated with Robert. If yeah. he can some kind of okay. way appeal to, and he had his reasons. He had his reasons. People can agree with him or not. I personally don't. I don't care how many prophecies you heard. What you did was dusty very dusty yeah very dusty um and i'm not i'm not really here for for it um but it was just the fact that if i'm ned and i know all this because you gotta remember ned is literally the only one unless we're gonna say that maybe he spilled his 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 feelings to to i was gonna say brandon definitely not brandon to benjamin at at one point Mm -hmm. ned is the only one that knows really kind of sort of what went down kind of a little bit he knows that, and he knew his sister well enough to know that it was it was easy to get her to rebel against what her father wanted her to do because he was not listening to her her wants and her desires. So I think that what comes out of this when he's talking to to Arya about Liana, and then what he does later, which I will talk about what he does later in mm-hmm. two seconds, but yeah. I also would like to talk about the fact that because he's saying all these things, he's kind of not even talking to her, but he does bring up the fact that he says, well, yeah, like you really remind me of Liana. Um, and Arya goes, cause he says, you, you, you remind me of her spirit and you even look like her too. Mm-hmm. And Arya's like, there's no way I can look like her because everybody says she's pretty. Yeah. And he says, direct quote, she was Eddard Stark agreed beautiful and willful and dead before her time. So I, bringing it back full circle, he's just, again, if he sees her as just Liana come again, he's terrified that if he doesn't step in and do something to at least kind of quell it now and maybe she'll calm down or something, that she's going to end up like Liana in some kind yeah. of way, shape, or form. Um, I kind of wanted to go in and talk about uh, Arya and how she feels uh, about being compared to somebody who's called pretty just because she's always mm-hmm. kind of... Like, um, we always get the other analogs. Yeah, like, she's always called horse face or something like that. But I think that this that'll be a recurring theme, and we can talk about that later, if you okay. wouldn't mind. No, that's fine. But I would like to talk about Ned's then reasoning to then go and move in and try to go get somebody to help train her properly. Yeah, to use the we sword. should definitely, we should definitely um, talk about that. Just because... Yeah, I th- I think it's it's wild because and I bought this I bought this this thing and then you can have the mic for a little bit. I'm sorry, okay. I'm taking no, it. No, it's cool. Time. No, um, please. But I I just thought about like when he talks about the fact that Rickard said, or that Rickard would not allow Liana to to train with the sword, mm-hmm. and then we think about the fact that well he thinks well okay cool I want my daughter to still be a lady because it, let's not get this twisted or in, in any kind of way, Ned getting Serio 
to be an instructor for Arya does not mean that Ned did not still intend for Arya to one day give that up and to become a lady and to marry a lord and to do all the things that women are supposed to do in Westeros. At no point was he intended to let her be a knight. At no point was he intended to let her, you know, deviate from her life's plan down the road. Yeah. He just was just like, hey, I saw what my dad did and I saw what it led my sister to do. And I love my sister and I love my daughter and I want her to be happy and I don't want her to be because ultimately, Liana kind of not really being able to really do what it was that she wanted to do, even if it was like whatever, even if it was because he's still the thing about Ned is he's he's attributed to, well, she didn't have enough space to kind of move through herself. Yes. Yeah, Instead so of saying, hey, happened. it like, really was because y'all really picked a really whack dude. Like, that's what it was. And he and they he, didn't want to. He cannot. He cannot recognize that. That's what I'm saying. He can't recognize that within himself. So he's just like he can very deep down. So he's just like, all right, cool. I will get Arya a dancing master and that'll fix that. That'll fix that. Yep. And it's got me to thinking like what that would mean for like the men in the generation after them. Because what we see in the series, we see a very specific generation of men and how they deal with their fathers. Because we don't really get, and I'm really saddened by it, we don't get to get multiple generations of women Really, like in, 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 in very, very few cases, do we get to see like a grandmother, mother, daughter type thing? Mm -hmm. But we do often get to see grandfather, father, son. We get to see yeah, those passing see down. Um, and I just wonder what that would look like if, per se, a Rob had lived to, to manhood or, or a John who already was like, he knew that, again, John still has those ideas. Like, he's still like, well, I'm a, a boy and you're a girl. Mm -hmm. We talked about this when he was talking about fighting in the yard. Yeah. But he still thought it important to get his sister a blade made. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, again, they 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 still feel this way. And we can talk about this when it comes later in cast chapters when we talk about how Rob is with Jane Westerling and, and how they just kind of think a little differently because, again, I cannot say that Westeros is a progressive place in any way, shape, or form, but I mm -hmm. think like with any kind of time and movement towards the future, people just tend to, they tend to just veer that way. Yeah. And they just start to, there to think a little differently and naturally there'll be that kind of change. And I just wonder, would there have been any difference in it? Like, I don't know. Maybe. I, yeah. I, I think it's interesting because we will have something to come back to. This yeah. is, I think, a very pivotal moment. Yeah for Arya right now and and Ned as well mm -hmm. in in kind of the relationship that they have with one another. Yeah. Um I don't remember off the top of my head mm -hmm. what the next Arya chapter entails, but I'd be interested to see what that jump is from here. Yeah. The nature of what she's doing with Sirio, which yeah. by the way, can we very quickly talk about what well, real that quick, was like, real quick though, real what? quick before we do that, because we got to get to from Tyrion to there. I'm sorry I took up so much mm -hmm. time, but like the jump, real quick, if you're following chronologically, um, is Ned has the conversation with her about yes. it, and basically he tells her, "Hey, we are a family. I kind of need you to chill out a little bit. Can you please, for the sake of us, be when you try to be on a better behavior? You know, just try to be better as far as your behavior goes. Try to not try to give Septimore Dane so much." grief and please just try to be cool with your sister please also don't like, stab your sister we, yeah don't stab your sister because he gives it back and she's scared and he's just like listen i'm gonna give it back you gotta promise me you're not gonna stab anybody especially your sister she's your sister we and i have to be honest with you because he starts going on and he starts like rattling off riddles and whatnot mm -hmm. like he does about trees and wind and snow and all that stuff which is cool but that's what he does at this point aria's like got you um and he says 
in so many words. He warns her. He's just like, hey, listen, I don't really want to tell you this and you're still a kid, but I got to give you the real. Is dangerous stuff happening. People here are not our friends. And yeah, that's just that's just the move. So be cool. So he leaves her. And then three days later, after breakfast, Jory comes and, hey, I got somewhere for you to be. So you're not going to be doing your lessons with Mordana today. I got to take you somewhere. Like right after noon. Mm-hmm. He takes her, Aria, to... I think that they had moved the small hall, the furniture out of the small yeah, hall, they or they moved it to the side. All the way to the side. And there is a man there called Serial Pharrell. Yep. And you can lead in. I'm sorry. I didn't know. No, it's cool. Far, you don't have to apologize. Yeah. So this bald dude is here <laughs> and he's like, yo, I'm Cyril Pharrell and I'll be your dancing master. Tosses her to sword. She misses. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, tomorrow they're going to catch that. But like now we have work to do, boy. And throughout the course of their 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 quick training session, uh-huh. this introduction to to Serio and 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 the way he's going to deal with Arya in in the you know days and weeks to come, mm-hmm. is he takes it upon himself to to gender her as a boy, misgender. right, or misgender rather, mm-hmm. um, her as a boy, and I wonder this this is twofold, and I think it will wrap back around on both of questions. Course. I wonder what the conversation was like right after that because Ned had to have gone back to a solar called on Jory. And been like, yo, tomorrow I'm gonna need for you to do something because he moves pretty quickly on it. Like saying, does, like yeah, from now to three days, yeah. he has to vet, mm-hmm. like research, vet, hopefully, resume, test. Yeah, someone had to have at least tested yeah, the validity. I didn't think about of that. them being able to do it, and also like, hey, what is your level of discretion? Yeah, what are you gonna do? How much are you charging? Mm-hmm. Who can we get that makes the most sense? I think you know we talked a little bit about it off mic, and and I posited, I wondered why specifically. They didn't reach out to Aaron Santagar and you would give me the real. It's like there's no way that Arya could have gone to go train with Santagar because yeah. it just it would not have worked. I mean, he would he have been training Joffrey. Joffrey. Yeah, she can't be there with Joffrey. No. That's just not going to work. So also Ned don't trust him either. Exactly. Like, which that sucks because I don't think there's any indication that Santagar is a bad dude. But exactly. That's just but like I don't trust none of y'all. He's just like, hey, here's this Bravosi. Ned, Why do you think that he didn't pick somebody in his own like I guard think to he do it? Needed someone to train her, yeah, to give her the attention that she. Or is was it that specific for. kind of blade? It's not even just that blade. It's also the because he he calls out that like I'm not going to teach you the way the hack and slash no. of the Westerosi knights. Of course, I'm going to teach you the water dancing of the Barosi of the mm-hmm. Free Cities. Um, to which that's cool. Arya calls out and is like, "Yo, yeah, accent." You're probably from yep. the free cities. And I thought that was really cool on her part mm-hmm. um, in, in a way to be able to to identify that. And mm-hmm. that was the other question I had, which was at what point would she have ever heard an accent from I was asking the, the same. free cities? I again, Who? I don't know if it's again, I have two. <laughs> you you brought it up off mic. You were just like, maybe some of the free riders were. But even then, who is coming to Winterfell? Nobody's coming to Winterfell. So I don't know if it's just like probably very in poor taste, bad imitations when people are teaching them about regions. Maybe they mm-hmm. were trying to. Here's a Yeah. Like here's a Bravosi accent. Here's a Mirish accent. Here's a least accent. Or, you know, I don't know. I would hope that's not the case. But maybe I don't know. Cause here's the thing, there's not even a harbor. Winterfell's very landlocked. And I don't. I wouldn't imagine that. I'm, I remember Sansa saying something like, "They didn't even get that many singers." So I don't yeah, even know. But people had to have traveled through there. It was one of like the. But here's the thing, though. I f- I feel th- those kids had to have have traveled 
Because I feel like there was a mention of them at least seeing Lysa. So I don't know if they've ever been to the Vale. I don't know if they've ever left. I don't I don't know, man. There's These are all things that I would love to yeah, see in story like notes. Some more, some more answers to. And, and, and I mean, all of this just wrapping up into how he did this. Mm-hmm. But the bigger question being begged of why he did it and why he chose Serial. And, and mm-hmm. to answer your question, I think it was this is the, the best way that he could assuage his daughter Mm -hmm. into doing a thing that makes her feel like she is being as impactful as possible with having the most minimal amount of impact Mm -hmm. um it's a thing that we didn't really talk about but i really wonder what it was like when you know jory came to scoop her up and sansa's like why does she get to go i don't i don't know if that's a thing i don't know if she cares but i'm just saying i i wonder at what point Ned just like he this is so important to me to make sure that this happens this way yeah so I can can start controlling this message because maybe his thought was she's gonna get into this she's not gonna have a good time maybe she'll stop you think that's that's where I come from in it because it it talks about like the immediacy in the chapter of like she's picking up the sword and there's a lot of weight to it yeah and it's like it's very difficult um obviously with with Serial and, and and the way he decides to start training Arya in 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 their form of of battle art that it's not going to be easy um in in her preparing herself for that but he don't know anything about scrappy do and the tenacity that's there so he as in serial he or he as in, in he's ned in, in, as in ned i don't think really understands like how could why he this is he doesn't know those kids he doesn't know them so that's what i'm getting back around on i think it's it was so important for him to do this because he needed, like you said, to make sure that this this was not Liana part two. It can't be. Mm-hmm. The best way to do that is to make sure that she stays occupied. And it's also better if she does this here yeah. than just runs off because like she'll go somewhere else yeah. and she'll do it because like I've seen it yep. and I don't want to see this again. Yep. So I I hope at the end of the day, this ends up being the best thing for Arya. That's what I wonder. Like, is like, this a good thing for her or will this be something that... Let's say he, let's say he did not anticipate that she got really interested in it. And then when it came time, let's say, okay, Arya's nine now. Let's say 13-year-old Arya is still trying to do this. And he's like, well, I really need you to start focusing on being a lady. And you take that away from her. What does that do? Oh, yeah. No, it wouldn't work. And that's what I mean. So I'm just wondering. I mean, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm glad that she has it. But these are things I'm thinking about. At what age was it going to stop being acceptable for her to be doing this? I don't know. Because eventually, yeah, she only had a couple more good years of it. <coughs> good years, meaning like of her not having. I'm to kidding. Do that. I was just. <laughs> I don't like that you'd be messing with me like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- that's a question I had. Also, I mean, this is the the last real question I have. Like, he keeps calling her boy, and I just want to know, like, was he trying to be funny? Because, like, did they just say, "Oh, my kid needs help"? Like, did he not specify that this is my daughter, and I need you to not? Because you said like. You were talking about the discretion of not spreading the word that Ned was doing this for his kid. But like, why would there need to be discretion if you're training a kid that's a boy? Clearly, this had to be a girl. Yeah, maybe the pitch was like, yo, can you come train my son? But why? Man, I don't know. Maybe he was like, yo, he might not show up if he doesn't think that he's he might be serious. Seriously. Yeah. Or maybe this was just serial going like, yo, I have to harden you to the world. And if you're going to do this, this is what boys do. So you're a boy now. But like, 
But he didn't even, he know. just said, boy, girl, don't matter, because he didn't care. Your sword. He said, I don't care, because he kept saying, boy, boy. And she finally was like, dude, I'm a girl, which is also very interesting, because mm-hmm. it's clear that Arya is not, she's not like, oh, I want to be a boy. Yeah. She's just like, I like to do things that people say only boys can do. Exactly. Like, I'm having fun with Yeah, I'm a girl, I'm clearly, a girl. and I'm cool with that. I just, I just want to play swords. Is that okay? Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I just I thought that was interesting because I'm just like, did they not say, yo, this job is for training a little girl? No, nothing. That wasn't in the. <laughs> or was it just because, again, Scrappy Doo comes to practice looking like Scrappy Doo and he assumes as a little boy? Maybe. Why yeah. not both? I mean, I don't know if it's that deep. Yeah. Because he it's because, again, clearly Serial doesn't care if she's a girl or not. He's just like, I don't care. Are you going to show up every day? You want to do the work? Cool. Yeah. Thank and that's you. That's pretty cool. Mr. I don't know, like, I, I I do know that I remember uh, their interactions being interesting. Um, I know there are a lot of theories about Serio. I I don't remember myself having any. Yeah, but I, um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, but we'll see. what we get out of that as, yeah. as we move forward. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say. I don't know yeah, if you have that's it. Else. That's the That's the chapter, fam. There we go. So... As always, thank you again for joining us. Yeah. Um, I think it's, as always, super important just to let y'all know that if you enjoyed what you heard and you like this discussion, mm-hmm. that you can always subscribe to the podcast. You can do so on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, we absolutely would love to hear your feedback. Um, I'm nodding. That's it all times, every time. If you have a question, a comment, a concern, if you just want to yell, if you just want to send fan art of Scrappy-Doo, like you can do that. <laughs> That'd be cool. You can email us yeah. at Pod at gmail.com or you can go ahead and hit us up on Twitter yeah. at Pod. So thank you again for joining us this week. Uh, it was a fun one. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to have Dinetis. Dinetis. So we'll catch y'all next Monday. Yep. See you next Monday, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. See you. Bye.